death, eternal punishment for anyone who opens this casket in the name of Amun-Ra, the king of the gods. Good heavens, what a terrible curse. Well, let's see what's inside. Wait! You have read the curse. Today on the Medical Humanities Minute. The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Can you see anything? Yes, wonderful things. With these words, Howard Carter became the first human being in over 3,000 years to behold the splendor of a particular undisturbed Egyptian tomb. Holding a guttering candle in one hand and peering into a small hole drilled into the doorway, he gazed upon a glittering collection of grave goods belonging to an 18th dynasty pharaoh whose name would soon become a household word. Tutankhamun, or King Tut. This was in November 1922, when roving archaeologists were often supported financially by wealthy backers, and Carter was no different. His backer, George Herbert, better known by his title Lord Carnarvon, had been on the verge of withdrawing Carter's funding when the discovery was made. Upon finding the tomb, Carnarvon, like a lot of money men, quickly went out to Egypt to join the dig. In February 1923, Carnarvon was there when Carter cracked the seal of the young pharaoh's tomb and finally pried open the door, revealing the sarcophagus and undisturbed contents for the first time since they had been sealed away for Tutankhamun's eternal journey to the stars. Workers under Carter's and Carnarvon's direction were enthralled with the dazzling array of pure gold objects that emerged from the tomb, including the now world-famous funerary mask of the boy king. But the delight for one man, at least, would be short-lived. Lord Carnarvon developed blood poisoning and died three months later, on April 5, 1923. Even though it was reported at the time that Carnarvon died from an infected mosquito bite or razor nick, the timing of his death and his recent activities in the Valley of the Kings led to a flurry of rumors about a more supernatural reason for his death, namely an ancient curse. Newspapers of the day fueled the flames with headlines like The Mummy's Curse and The Curse of Tutankhamun, and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes and a friend of Carnarvon's, insisted that Carnarvon's death had been caused by Quote, elementals created by Tutankhamun's priests to guard the tomb. <laughs> and it only got worse from there. Carnarvon had made an exclusive deal with the Times, and no other paper was allowed to access the tomb. Consequently, many journalists were so annoyed at losing out on such a juicy story that they took to simply making stuff up. One paper printed what they claimed was a curse, written in hieroglyphics near the tomb's entrance, which read, They who enter this sacred tomb shall swift be visited by wings of death. There was never any evidence of this bit of colorful theater, and the inscription itself mysteriously vanished shortly thereafter. Another calculating reporter took an existing inscription and embellished it, 
referring to a statue of Anubis, the god of death, upon which the original words were inscribed. It is I who hinder the sane from choking the secret chamber. I am for the protection of the deceased. To which the reporter added, And I will kill all those who cross this threshold into the sacred precincts of the royal king who lives forever. This last part never happened either. The alleged evidence of a curse became more outlandish. Carnarvon's pet canary was eaten by a cobra the day the tomb was opened. His dog supposedly howled out and died at the exact time the tomb was opened, which turned out to be only half true. The dog did die, but not at the time of the tomb opening. One of the most creative stories is that the local men hired to dig out the tomb allegedly saw the curse and had to be bribed to stay on the job. This makes for great theatre, but it strains the imagination to think that they were all fluent in ancient hieroglyphics. The only verifiable story is that there was a blackout in Cairo at the time, but blackouts were common in Cairo then, so it's definitely a coincidence. The nail in the sarcophagus, sorry, couldn't resist, came from the realization that ancient Egyptians did not inscribe curses in their tombs. They sometimes inscribed prayers to help the dead on their onward journey, but never a curse. Added to that the fact that most people who entered the tomb or witnessed the unveiling of the mummy went on to live full lives should hopefully wrap up this myth. <laughs> Again, sorry. The truth of this case is that we'll never know the truth for sure, but we do have some possible culprits. The walls of the tombs may have been covered in deadly bacteria that attacks the lungs, such as Pseudomonas and Staphylococcus. Scientists have also detected ammonia gas, formaldehyde, and hydrogen sulfide inside sarcophagi, which could cause pneumonia-like symptoms. And then, of course, there's the guano. Bats sometimes take up residence in excavated tombs, and their droppings carry a fungus that can cause an influenza-like disease called histoplasmosis. In 2005, Jennifer Wegner, an Egyptologist at the University of Pennsylvania Museum in Philadelphia, stated, When you think of Egyptian tombs, you have not only dead bodies, but foodstuffs, meats, vegetables, fruits, interred for the trip to the hereafter. It certainly may have attracted insects, molds, bacteria, and those kinds of things. The raw material would have been there thousands of years ago. And it turns out she was on the right track. The latest theory, supported by laboratory research into mummies in Mexico and Poland, is that the fungus Aspergillus flavus, leading to the fungal infection Aspergillosis, was responsible for Carnarvon's death. This infection usually only results in a mild illness in humans, but in those with weakened immune systems, just like the 57-year-old Carnarvon, who was left prone to lung infections after a near-fatal car accident in 1903, it can be deadly. Considering that A. flavus spores can remain dormant for centuries, we may just have our culprit. It's worth pointing out, though, that Carnarvon's official cause of death was recorded as erysipelas and streptococcic blood poisoning, possibly from a mosquito bite. Or he really could have died from an infected razor nick. In the end, as rational people, we know, the boy king had nothing to do with Carnarvon's death. 
As intriguing as a mummy's curse might be, the prosaic reality is that Occam's razor is at work here. The simplest explanation tends to be the correct one. But it's still fun to think about, isn't it? That's it for this time. Join me again for another fascinating look at medicine in history, culture, and the arts. 